is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis. Wide open. Davis still going. And he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we are going to talk about the film on Hamza Nasraldine, the safety slash linebacker that the Jets selected in the sixth round. We did a show on him with CJ Wilson, who is the host of the Unconquered Talk podcast, where he broke down Hamza Nasraldine's Florida State career. But we're going to take a look at the film with our friend who has his very own film show over at JetsXFactor.com. You know it. You love it. It's called Blewett's Blitz. This is X and O Quick Hits with my friend Joe Blewett. Joe, thanks for coming on to break down Hamza Nasraldine. I appreciate you having me on uh, again and um, excited to talk about probably one of the more hyped up picks that the Jets um, made in, in the draft minus the first three or four. Seems like this is everybody's like like air quotes sleeper picks. So uh, let's get into the film and, and see why or why not. For sure. And I think the first thing that stands out to you, at least it did to me with Hams and Nazaldine, is his versatility. And I think a lot of that comes from his mm-hmm. physical traits and his knowledge of how to read plays on the field. And when you go through his tape, 
I think early on in his career, freshman, sophomore year, he wasn't as good against the pass. His instincts were really good against the run, but he wasn't as crisp against the pass. But his junior year is when he really became a well-rounded football player. Now, his senior year, he only played two games because he had that torn ACL at the end of his junior season, and that's what dropped him into the sixth round. Otherwise, he probably would have been picked somewhere in the first or second round. But tell me a little bit about that versatility and what jumped out to you about it when you watch the tape. Yeah, he's obviously he's physical enough to play in, in the box. Like he has the aggressiveness, he has the the physical nature, he has this the, you know the necessary power and size. Even though I think with his frame he can add another ten pounds and be playing at you know six four, six five, you know two twenty five, two thirty, um, and still and still be pretty um, like flexible and you know have good acceleration and, and top end speed. Um, so he has the the physical the physical the physical nature and the, and the physicality to play in the box and take on blockers. Um, and then in the past game, it's, it's, it's more about the athleticism for me. Like, again, he has loops, loose hips. He has top end speed. He has acceleration, um, where I know his testing numbers like came out and it wasn't what people expected it to be. Like he ran like a, like a four, six, five or four, seven or whatever it was. Um, he did not play to that. Like he definitely is more explosive and athletic than his numbers, uh, showed at least to me on film. So, I think the versatility comes from both his ability to, to, to take guys on, the willingness to take guys on in the box, and then also his just pure athleticism and loose hips and speed um, in, the, in the open field. Um, so he offers that, that versatility. Where in, with the Jets and their scheme, like he might be playing more will um, than deep, but obviously with you know, creeper blitzes or you know, uh, simulated pressures, like whatever it's going to be that the Jets are going to run. Um, I know it's going to be more like base, like four, three, and just blitz those four, but there's obviously going to be some versatility into that. Um, he has the versatility to drop back into a deep third or, or a deep fourth or match up with a, with a tight end. Um, so he could really do whatever you ask him to do, even though he will be praying, uh, playing primarily um, in the box for the Jets, um, or at least that's what you know most of us are assuming right now. So uh, you have to love the versatility um, and what you could do with him all over the field. My first thought watching his tape was that he could fill the role that they envisioned for Keanu Neal before Keanu Neal ended up signing with the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. Do you see that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, one, he's big enough. Um, he's strong enough. He's a big hitter. Uh, he's not a guy to necessarily like there are some times where he's taking on blocks. Like he has to play with better leverage. Like he definitely is a little bit too high and into blocks. And that all, you know, that comes from both playing with leverage and just playing with like necessary knee bend, but also comes from just his natural size. So it's a little bit harder for him to get underneath of of some guys, but he is super good. Um, like lateral athleticism, he's able to dodge blocks really well, which is something that CJ Mosley does quite frequently. Um, he's really loose and flexible, so he can get around them pretty well. So um, he definitely play in the box in that will role. He's a guy who could chase guys down, really good acceleration, really good top end speed. Um, and if he is chasing you down, like obviously his arms are 34 and a half inches. Like that is absurd. Like that, that's literally, that's like plus what you want for an offensive lineman, like a tackle. Like we talk about, like I think that that line is right at like 34 inches. So he can play tackle like with his arms. So um, you're talking about a guy who's what six, four, but has arms. Like he's like, what, probably six ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is obviously a really good trait to have when you're, when you're in the box. Um, and you know, 
the, he, he explodes into blockers. He'll take guys on. He'll set the edge. Um, if a guy is pulling to him, if they're coming to kick him out, if they're if they're coming to seal him inside, like he will drop his helmet into them. Um, along you know, along with dodging blocks, well, so he, sometimes he fakes into a guy and then and dips around him. Uh, he has good click and close in the box, so he doesn't hesitate like a guy like to my in my opinion, which maybe we'll talk about in the future. You know, Sherwood does like he doesn't he doesn't take that extra second to to trigger down on guys like he sees it he chases it so at, in a will roll run and chase that's like perfect for him he can blitz you know um i think he needs work on his tech you know technique wise in terms of blitzing and like using some more moves instead of just running into guys but he has the physicality and the want to to do so plus the the athleticism uh to bring down the quarterback you know in terms of like hip mobility and the tackle radius etc so uh he could definitely play in the box now just because of his size you know like like pounds per square inch type deal would you want to see him add like i said maybe five to ten more pounds i think he's He's been listed at both. I've seen them both at 215 and 220. But if you can get him up to 230, I, I still think he'd be play, play enough athletic to both play deep and in the box, which, like I said, he's going to be playing primarily in the box. Um, but he'll still have that versatility if you if you add some more pounds to him. So I, I think they will bulk him up a little bit to be better suited for the box. But even right now, um, with his mindset, um, he, I think he could definitely do it. Joe, with his physical traits, I think he could definitely be one of those X-factor type players potentially where mm-hmm. he can help erase the opposing team's tight end, which is something that the Jets have needed for quite a long time. And when we were talking about versatility, here's the breakdown of his snap count throughout his college career at Florida State. 242 snaps at inside linebacker, 307 at slot corner, 631 at free safety, 316 at strong safety. So as I said, a guy who really progressed throughout the course of his college career and in his junior season really developed a skill for defending the pass. Tell me a little bit about what you saw on tape as far as his ability to be impactful defending the pass. Yeah, and in the run game, I just want to clarify too. Like, there are some weaknesses that that we didn't discuss, like hand placement. You know, playing high. I think I I think I discussed that a little bit. Um, he definitely tends to be a little bit like hoppy, and he could be a little bit over aggressive with his angles, where he needs to break down a little bit more. Where he'll just run full speed into a guy. Um, and I'm not comparing these players because of anything else but their aggressive mindset. Like he has that Jamal Adams, he has that Cam Chancellor mindset, like where he absolutely wants to destroy guys. Um, so I love, absolutely love seeing that from safeties. I just do. Um, so he has that, but he has to hone it in a little bit at times. Um, now in coverage, so he, he has the necessary athleticism to, to guard the pass. But for me, um, just watching like translatable stuff, he, he definitely needs coverage or or he needs work in, in his coverage where again, tends to be a little bit hoppy in coverage. Um, he stares into the backfield for too long at the quarterback where like he really gets distracted by the quarterback where he's more of a guy to see the quarterback throw and then break it and break to it instead of like working over top of route concepts, route anticipation. So I think he got a little bit away with his athleticism at, at the, the collegiate level um, in terms of making plays with the NFL, you know, they're going to look you off. They're going to have a stronger arms. They're going to have better window anticipation to, to, to hit guys. Um, so he needs coverage uh, work to me. Um, and, and with that at FSU, um, a lot of what I saw, like 90% of what I saw was spot dropping where again, you know, people refer to that as just covering grass because you're just dropping into a zone. Um, and you're just covering that spot. Like it's not, it's not, it's not pattern matching. It's not zone matching. It's not man matching. Like there's a lot of things you do with the NFL that is not spot dropping and much more complex. So he's going to need work in terms of just the, just the coverage he was asked to do at FSU. And then again, he needs to learn to, to match guys a little bit better, to not be so happy, to be more patient with his feet. Um, 
So he has the versatility in terms, again, of being able to drive on the, on the throw after he sees a quarterback throw it. But in the NFL, uh, you know, Scott, that if you see the quarterback throwing the ball and you're not in a proper position, it's already too late mm-hmm. um, type deal. So he needs some more work in that. You know, he needs work at the the awareness of and instincts outside of his ass- assignment. Like he doesn't make a lot of plays outside of his assignment in coverage. So a lot of that came from just FSU and how they ran defense. But um, he definitely is going to need work. So. Um, that's why I said like I, I see him as more as, as that like athletic, absolute athletic freak that could have been drafted like early, mid second round, maybe late first. You can never know what can happen in the NFL level, but I would say more of like a second round pick because of just strictly his athleticism. Um, but in terms of like technique, both in, in in the run game and like you know taking consistent pursuit angles, things like that, and in the pass game, not staring at you know, the quarterback and leveraging himself better over route concepts, things, you know, et cetera. Um, he definitely needs work in that. So I think he's drafted a lot for his athleticism over his um, instincts, awareness, technique, et cetera. So um, while he got away with it at FSU, I don't think it's something he's going to get away with necessarily at the, at the next level. So tell me a little bit about how you envision him fitting into this Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich scheme, because you've studied that fairly extensively. How do you see this playing out? Yeah, Will Will Backer, like like we mentioned, um, I think there will be you know a rep or two a game where you know he might be showing you know a blitz or um, you know something like that, and then and then dropping into like an exit angle to get to get deep uh, into deep coverage. Like there's going to be some of of that things like you could run, such as like a, a tag rush, which is basically and you see the I know you see the Ravens do it a lot where. Basically, you're going to line up multiple guys in, in gaps. Like you're going to line up a guy in the C gap, B gap, A gap, A gaps, B, B gap, C gap, where what they do with a, with a tag rush is whoever the offensive lineman picks up. So let's say you have, let's say you're just, let's just focus on the center. You have two guys lined up in the, in the A gap in a, in a tag rush. Um, whoever the center goes to block, let's say he goes left, that, that defender now drops into coverage. Um, and he has the ability to, to, or he allows the Jets to, to that flexibility to have tag rushes because with a tag rush, if that, if that offensive lineman comes to block, you have to have the necessary athleticism to be able to get into an exit angle, to get into a zone. So he offers that versatility for Salah that he's able to do that stuff. So it's not just, oh, athleticism, you need it on the second level and the, or, the, or the third level. You also need it on the second level to run pressures like that that the Jets should, should be doing. Um, so that's a, that's a plus, obviously the plus of it actually being able to drop into the third level, the, the, the athleticism to be able to play tight end. So, um, it's hard to put him into just one role. Like he's going to be that chess piece on the Jets defense more than any other player. Um, maybe other than like LaMarcus Joyner or one of the safeties who might be playing all over the field, but he offers a lot of versatility, but you know, I, I think mostly at will, um, run and chase, you know, uh, backside, not asking to think as much as as the will backer. Um, I obviously like the Sam and the Mike because they're more involved in the play and having to diagnose and things like that. Where the where the the, the will is just more run and chase, just see it and go. Um, where obviously at a certain to a certain extent you have to be disciplined to your backside responsibilities as well. But um, he's going to be a chess piece, and that's that's the beautiful part about his about his game and his aggressiveness and, and what he offers. So. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Joe, what are your expectations for Nazaldine? We know that he's somebody that played well above the sixth round pick status when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Then he had that ACL tear and that's what dropped him down. How far do you think he can go in the NFL with the Jets. We talked about Bryce Hall a lot last year and how he, much like Nazaldine, was a first or second round talent who dropped quite a bit because of the injury at UVA. And he came in and played really well after he came off of IR. Now we'll see how he shakes out, but I think we're both pretty optimistic that he can become a solid starting corner. Do you think that is where Nazaldine could end up? Or do you think he's got even more potential mm-hmm. than that? Yeah, strictly talking ceiling, he could be very, very good. Um, as, and as compared to Hall, and I've said it, I'm not sure if on this podcast or wherever else, um, I feel like Hall, because like he has decent athleticism, but it's it's not top-notch in terms of like flexibility and top-end speed and acceleration. Like He's okay, but he's definitely not a great athlete at the NFL level. So I always said that like Hall's ceiling is like a very good number two, um, which obviously as a fifth-round pick is great. Even let's, let's be honest, Scott. If we can guarantee that next year's draft, we took a guy in the second round, and, and, and we can guarantee that he's a very good number two, I think every single person who's listened to this podcast would sign the dotted line for that. You know, mm-hmm. um, So I, I think that whole that's, – that's his ceiling. I think that's what he will be is he's a good number two. Um, but Hamza doesn't he, – he is ceiling is much – much higher than that. Now, where they differ in terms of like just their play is Hall was much more clean technically and is much more clean technically than than uh, Nazaluddin is. But Nazaluddin offers so much more physical upside. Uh, he's much more aggressive. He's much more loose. He's um, in terms of his in terms of like the position he's going to play. You know, corner to safety to, to linebacker. His speed. Um, at the will spot could be top notch for a linebacker, even with these linebackers now in NFL or in NFL nowadays is uh, they're a lot faster, but he could be even top notch of those fast guys. So um, the length that he has, like his physical character uh, characteristics make him a much higher ceiling player than, than Hall, but he also might be a little bit lower floor because some of the, you know, uh, lack of technique that he has, um, is there. And like a lot of people have the athleticism coming to the NFL level, but a lot of guys flame out because, you know, they, they can't understand concepts. They can't understand techniques. So is there a possibility of that happening with, with any player? Um, yes, it, it is a possibility, but in terms of just strictly ceiling, his ceiling is much higher, um, than a Bryce Hall relative to, to his position to me. So I think he could be, if he hits that ceiling, a, a top notch, uh, will backer, you know, uh, nickel backer, whatever you want to call him, a guy who flex the safety. Like he, he's top notch as a chess piece. Uh, chess piece. Joe, anything else that we missed in terms of strengths and weaknesses as it pertains to Nazaldine? Uh, yeah, I read. I, I know in the last show that we did, I, I read a whole list of of strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> so there's there's stuff that I definitely um, you know missed, but in terms of like wrapping him up, I, I think we did that uh, pretty well. And coverage again, it's it's a lot of his positives or athleticism. 
um, and a lot of their weaknesses are, are the technical side, you know, the route anticipation, staring at the quarterback. Um, his angles are over-aggressive, um, definitely, where he'll, he'll take an angle that's too high. You know, there's some times where, obviously, when you get into that, like, air quotes, tackle window, you need to break down to allow yourself to move both left and right, where he'll, he'll just run and just completely ex- explode into that tackle, where if you kind of sidestep him at times, um, you're gonna make you're gonna make him miss. So um, those are things he's going to need to work on, which is pretty simple. Listen, you know, as as you get within five yards of of the tackle, dummy breakdown. It's it's really not, nothing that's overly complicated. Now there's more uh, complication in terms of trusting your eyes and things like that in coverage. Um, but he can, he can work on those things. And, and the, the beauty is with his game is he's not going to be asked to to do a whole bunch of complicated things in coverage because he's going to be in the box, which is obviously less complicated than playing safety um, and less detrimental if you do screw up your, your zone, let's be honest. So um, it won't be uh, as drastic if he does mess up. But um, I, I think, um, you know, I'm excited for him in, in the in the role he's going to be playing with the Jets. Um, but I think we wrapped it up uh, relatively well in terms of talking about strengths and weaknesses. Do you think that he has a legitimate chance to start this first season at some point? Not necessarily week one, but just looking at who the Jets have on the roster, especially when we're talking about the Will linebacker spot that doesn't look all that solid right now, and the fact that we don't know exactly what's going to happen with safeties because Ashton Davis was a little bit shaky last year, plus even at slot corner. Michael Carter II looks like he could be the front runner for that job, but who knows? There could be opportunities there. Do you think he's somebody that could potentially come in year one and at some point be a starter or somebody who's just on the field a ton? Yeah, well, is this more of a question about his ceiling and what he could be in year one, or is this more of a question about the the lack of depth and talent that just have at linebacker? Um, <laughs> a little column A, it, but... a little of column B, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and it's again, it's not a, it's not necessarily a shot at, at him because again, I, I talk about his ceiling being a very good player. Yeah, I, I do, and it, and it obviously depends on the on the sets the Jets are running. Like a lot of what we've been talking about, especially with the Jets cornerback room right now, you're we're, we're assuming that. Um, at least more than more so than other teams, their like nickel set's going to be a lot more big nickel, which is you're literally just bringing it, you know, that third safety instead of that third corner, where you know whether it be Ashton Davis or Joyner, whoever's going to be, is going to drop into the box um, and be like that apex player, is like that first player on the outside of the box, pretty much like in the slot type deal, which a lot of people confuse like slot versus playing apex. Um, but regardless, uh, he's. So are they going to do that more? Then they're going to bring in more corners. Are they going to take Homps off the field and and, and put a a um, you know a Ashton Davis or Joiner into that role? Um, yes, I also think it depends on who they're playing. Like let's say you know if if that's an eleven personnel team, you know um, with a with the one tight end, you know one running back and, and three receivers out. Is it eleven personnel team like the Packers who might like to run the ball a little bit more out of out of eleven, or is it a team you know, maybe like the uh, wh- whoever you know the, the the Jets of years past who are going to be in a, you know eleven personnel and typically throw the ball? So um, I could see them kind of diagnosing how those teams play and more eleven uh, who run. Then you're going to bring in Hamza. More eleven who pass. You might bring in you know Ashton Davis or Joiner. Whoever's going to be like that backup safety who, based on their play in, in the past, I would say it's going to be Davis seeing less reps than Joiner for me personally. Um, but yeah, I see him as that shoot that, that, that guy, depending on like health, like obviously that's, that's, that goes with everybody based on health, but like looking at the Jets linebacker core now, Mosley, somebody who I've been a, a, a little bit vocal on, like, I think he's gonna be better coming back than people think he is going to be. 
um, because he never really necessarily won with athleticism. He won with his brain. And unless that just completely dissipated, I don't see how he's going to be overly bad. Like I still think he's going to be a top 15, top uh, 10 inside linebacker. Maybe I'm a little bit too high on him, but I, I, I like his game way too much to think he's going to be bad. Uh, Jara Davis, guy who I think is going to play a, a lot at Sam. And we're talking about base 4-3, a guy who is not going to be asked to think a ton, but to just blow up blocks. Um, I think that's going to be his role as a, you know, as a blitzer, that fifth guy. If they do blitz, a guy who's going to be able to take on blocks head on, et cetera, which is more of that Sam role. A little bit more diagnosing than the will, but still you have to be physical. And, and Davis and talking about his physicality is uber, uber physical player. Like he's probably the most physical player minus Hamsa or competing with Hamsa uh, on the Jets defense. So um, now looking at the will spot, like who is it? Like we know, we know Davis is going to see a lot of reps. We know Moses is going to see a lot of reps and with the Jets and with obviously there's going to be, you know, coach bricks influence on this. So maybe do they play a little bit more nickel than, than Salah preferred to with the Niners, but with watching Salah and his defense with the Niners, it was a lot of base personnel. Um, I, I think it's been almost, um, stated to the point where it's an overstatement now where people say, oh, well, Nichols is the new base. Yeah, true, but they still run a lot of basic. It's still, it, 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 and especially with Salah, um, in situations where other teams versus 11 personnel might, you know, put nickel where Salah trusts his linebackers and wants linebackers who can move where he wants to keep his base 4 3. So it's, it's not, um, I think that, that's been a little bit overstated where, where ba- the base defense still matters because, you know, four down, three down, what are you asking guys to do? Um, but looking at that will spot, considering the, the set is a four, three that they're going to be running on whatever play it is. And they're going to be running it more than some other teams. Um, in my opinion, depending on, you know, the safeties, big nickel, et cetera, but we're not going to get into the weeds with that. So who is that spot right now? Blake Cashman? Listen, I, I, do I want him to work out? Yes. But he's, I, I believe in practice today. He's, he's already on, on the sideline with the trainers. Like he cannot stay healthy for the life of him. So he's most likely going to get injured or not be playing. Um, Sherwood. Again, in my opinion, I, I think he's a role player. I don't think his ceiling is very high. I don't think he's the best athlete at Will Backer in, in the NFL. So um, I would put Hamsa over both of those guys. And other than that, who do you have? <laughs> you know. So I think almost by the lack of depth and talent they have at linebacker, I think he will see a, a good amount of reps. Um, again, super long way of answering that versus different sets and Salah and brick and all this stuff, but, uh, I, I tried to answer it. So I, I think base four, three, I, I think he, if I had to bet on one person would be that guy to play that, that will roll. I agree. And that's a big part of why I'm the most excited about him of any of the players that they picked outside of the first four rounds when they got all the offensive talent. Nazaldine mm-hmm. is the guy that to me could be the big bargain the same way that we were so excited about Bryce Hall last year. And hopefully listening to this show, you understand why now. Joe Blewett, who is the host of Blewett's Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Hams and Nazraldine with me. Really appreciate it. I know you've got a review of him and a whole bunch of others right now up at Blewett's Blitz on YouTube and also plenty of clips on your Twitter feed as well. So tell everybody how they can check that out. Yeah, JarB31 on Twitter. Um, I put up. I don't put as, as much up of it as, as I used to. I do have some incentive to make people, or I have to have some incentive to make people subscribe to the website, but... Um, yeah, put some plays up there. Every review, you're going to get a full list of strengths and weaknesses, what, which are not BS. I will show you pretty much every single trait and why um, in, in each individual plays. But every single one of the Jets draft picks, um, I'm going to have them done or if 
by the time you listen to this, I don't already. Um, I'm already getting into Yaboa, uh, who's UDFA. So I have Yaboa. I have uh, Isaiah Dunn, who maybe we'll do a review on, but I might be planting my flag to thinking he's going to be actually a pretty decent player for the Jets, uh, at least a role player, which is good for UDFA. Rasheed Jr. is going to be done. And then in terms of the the UD, uh, the actual signed free agents, Lawson, Davis, Davis, Rankins, Cole, Joyner, Benny Curry, Coleman, Croft, Feeney, and Blair will all be done. So um, – you, you know, all the shows are about an hour to two to two and a half hours. So it's a lot of information. So uh, carve out some time and uh, come check out the channel. Make sure to check out everything that Joe is doing on social media and, of course, on his YouTube channel. And check out everything that we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and on our YouTube channel. Luke Grant's got some film reviews up. Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, and more. Plus, Caleb Pace's commentaries, Pace's playbook. You can subscribe right now if you haven't yet. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.